and deadly eugenic experiment experiments programs. Uh, statewide hearings, public hearings on biowarfare and chemical warfare programmings and fundings. We need groups of people in each state to start working with their state and city officials to get public hearings on the deadly use of radiation weapons and eugenic programs. We need live testimony of victims at these hearings. Live testimony of victims of these crimes, as well as the research documenting the manifestation of these weapons and crimes. So that's two. Three, we're looking at a reality-based motion picture, developing a reality-based motion picture on the life of targeted individuals. You know, one at a time. We, you know, just take a targeted individual's life. We want the public to see what it is to live as a TI, what it is to, you know, come home to a vandalized home, what it is to sometimes come home and your door unlocked, what it is to uh, be electronically assaulted, induce UTI weapons inflicted on the elderly, what it is to have to pick up your family and go to a hotel to sleep in peace because electronic weapons are being used in your home, we're looking at, you know, um, TIs that um, have been electronically suffered, we uh, electronically assaulted. We want to show how they're, you know, people literally being assaulted in this movie. So the world, we want the world to know what it means to be a targeted individual. We want this movie will include um, uh, examples of uh, well um well-experienced and well-educated people just continuously sitting at a res uh, at a um, at a desk writing resumes, looking for job after job after job. One PI, somebody, ooh 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 ooh, somebody's got background noise. Is that me? <laughs> I hope my phone is. Uh, I have two phones, so I hope one is muted. Mm-mm. The background noise is bad. Hello? I'm on mute. I'm on mute, Miriam. Somebody has background noise. Please. It's messing up the call. Please. Okay. Um, so, yes, you know, uh, one TI said she literally had to stand on a corner and give out her resume just hoping for a job. We want a motion picture showing people that, you know, this program will induce you into poverty by horrific mechanisms, even – you know, people that, that, that's a work ethic beyond words. When you get to a point where you're going to stand on the corner and give out your resume and still, she got interviews, but once the call was made, the job was taken away because this was a program designed to harm uh, to harm people. Okay, so we're going to look at that. Uh, we're going to uh, just, yeah, we're, so again, looking at the, the uh, developing motion pictures, uh, for people to see the life of targeted individuals in America, you know, how people are being assaulted by radiation, how people are being induced into the hospital, how people are being blacklisted, how people's apartments and cars are being vandalized, unregulated. We're going to show, in this movie, it'll show TIs going to the police with affidavits, documenting the crimes, attesting to the crimes via affidavit, sworn under penalty of oath and not a and not a public protection office helping the person. We're going to show how it's unsafe for mothers to have babies today because they're injecting them. We're going to show in this movie we're going to address how the elderly are being assaulted by these weapons too. So, you know, the motion picture is something that we really that's something we're looking at too. 
we're looking at development of a legal clinic to help TIs turn drafted complaints into bona fide affidavits, statements of fact, and or legal analysis lawsuits, you know. Um, you know, we don't do miracles, so the TIs come to us with, with you can't, I, I, you know, we don't do dictation. You come with a draft, and we look at the draft, and we either, if we develop it into a, um affidavit, statement of fact, or legal analysis lawsuit. We can help TIs write lawsuits, motions, legal documents. You know, we'll have resources, not just people. You know, um, if this thing gets off the ground with the appropriate funding, this is what the goal is, to have a, a legal clinic included, to help, particularly to help TIs write wrongful termination lawsuits. And this will help TIs counteract blacklisting. So this is, these are ideas. Another idea is to create a vitamin shop with remedies for targeted individuals induce symptoms associated with electronic torture radiation weapons. So a nice little website with a vitamin shop on the website with recommended, you know, how to take care of your teeth until you can get to a dentist that you trust. That's a very good issue. You can't go to any dentist when you're in this program. Um, inoculations are used to, you know, harm people. So how do you maintain your teeth without dental, you know, until you until you find a, a decent dentist? You know, vitamins to counteract electronic assault, building your immune system up. Um, uh, you know, um, radiation, anti-radiation um, vitamins to be sold, glutathione, Nacotyl cysteine, vitamin B, C, E, you know, recommended a list of them. And then a vitamin shop to sell, you know, to sell those vitamins too. Um, and then a library with research-based articles and videos documenting the criminal concoction of radiation weapons, MKUltra, eugenic programs, you know, a bona fide library that anybody could just hit a button and say, oh, my God. The CIA really did create MK Ultra. Oh my goodness! This is where radiation weapons. We want to be able to have a library with the patents, the information. You know that would be on the website. So those are some of the things that uh, some of the people that were not able to be here have informed me, and those are some of my ideas. And now I will open up the floor for other ideas. Um. Okay. Um, Elizabeth, you want to go ahead? You and then anybody. Um, go ahead, Elizabeth. Okay. Well, um, the first thing I think that needs to take place is I think that the TI community needs to have a, um agenda of what they think will bring closure. So we need, you know, from A to Z, what actually is going to take place um, to get closure or to get um, a representative of some sort to take hold of the crimes that are being committed and then to prosecute. So it is only the TIs um, and collectively Hello? Hello. 
Um, I believe that the TIs collectively can come up um, with ideas or even the, the overall plan um, as to what we should do, when we should do it, and how we should do it. Now, one thing that is of importance is obtaining a building of some sort um, that we could um, build, you know, from an office perspective, um, a headquarters to work from, um, you know, starting with one building first. Um, but before we even go there, we have to have an agenda as to what is our objective. People need testing. People need to be tested to see, you know, how their bodies um, are, are reacting to the electromagnetic harassment. Um, I'm sorry, the electro, um, I'm sorry, the covert harassment. Um, excuse me, Granny's on the phone. Um, you know, um, uh, TIs need to be tested um, to find out what, is, what level of electromagnetic um, radiation is actually targeting their body. Then we have people that have V2K. You know, it's a whole lot of things that needs to be taken care of. Um, so we need a headquarters. Um, so with that, um, you know, in, in establishing a headquarters, we need to know what are we going to do in the TI headquarters as a, you know, this overall. So we need ideas um, that we can, you know, that people should share what their ideas are and that we can gain closure. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, so you said a building, testing, and um agenda. Well, the movie, of course. The movie, all of that is goes together. We definitely need to do a motion picture, period. No doubt about that. And, and you know, with the skill set that I have, that's, I'm not going to say it's an easy task, but, yes, we can do that. You know, we'll have to get funding for it because um, that's going to be some serious money. But with our headquarters, we'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? Because the headquarters would have been established um, where TIs can um, not only send in their affidavits, but they can be tested. We can even have a couple of medical doctors there because um, there are doctors out here that do know that this program exists and they believe that this uh, program has um, caused much harm to some of their patients. Yeah, there are some doctors out here that do believe that. So, you know, establishing our headquarters is um, factor number one in addition to what we're going to do once we get in. And, you know, with, with the dedication and tenacity, the de you can play upstairs with the dedication and tenacity that this, this call room has. Um, this is not something that's going to take a long time. You know, as far as the uh, agenda um, and, you know, we have to decide what city and state we're going to do the headquarters, um, but that can all be done in less than two months. So it's just a matter of coming up with the agenda, what is going to be the focus of the headquarters. Um, the motion picture is going to have to come, you know, after that because we're going to need funding, funding, funding for that. Um, so, but that's not a, you know, not a problem to go out and get it either, you know, so 
Um, it's just a matter of doing it and staying focused because a lot of TIs, you know, they're being targeted. Um, and so the perpetrator's total objective is to take them off the path, um, the path to success. You know, they'll uh, make the TI more focused on the crime being committed against them versus the solution. So we have to, you know, be mindful to stay focused. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, uh, Chris Darling and then Angelica. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was at, I was I was I missed what you said. No, I I'm sorry. Were you done? I was I thought were yes, you I, done? Uh-huh. Okay. All right, Chris and then Angelica. I mean, not Angelica. Um Oh, Andrea, sorry. Chris, are you there? Are you Chris? Oh boy. He was having some problems with his phone. Chris? Elizabeth, are you sure your invites went out? Cause, um, Girl, I'm last night, I, I tell you, I got uh, 48, 48 uh, failed deliveries. I, I sure did. I was I was stunned. Mute all lines. Okay. Chris, your phone was muted and then it wasn't muted. Chris, can you hear me? Oh, boy. Now your phone's muted. Does that mean you don't want to speak no, anymore? Put my right. stuff right here. Just put it. Chris? Okay. You can hang it right over there by the tree. Chris, your phone is going on mute. And Hello? I unmute. There you go. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yes, darling. Yes. Uh, yeah, I would say when I was pressing uh, mute, then it would go into mute. I guess I did it too fast. And uh, it would just go back and forth. But there's more of a delay. I'm sorry about that. But, yes, um, my name is Chris J. Brunson. I've been a targeting individual since October 15, 2007. Uh, my targeting uh, started by the uh, police department in the town that I'm in. Uh, I have been, uh, since my targeting had, has existed, I've been living outside. Uh, either I was uh, living in my vehicle or living outside. And, um, and so this is my situation. And uh, I run a website since 2010 called Government Sponsored Stalking. And that's uh, Gov, G-O-V, Sponsor, S-P-O-N, S-O-R-E-D, S-T-A-L-K-I-N-G dot I-N-F-O. And the website is an evidence-gathering website. It's based on uh, my journals, uh, information pertaining to the targeting that I, that I experienced, as well as affidavits. Uh, there's a lot of resources on my site which people can go to. Uh, all right, first of all, uh, one of the ideas that has been on my mind has been the affidavits. Uh, 
when I met Miriam Snyder, uh, that was the first thing that's on her mind, and that prompted me to do my own affidavit. Ever since, I've been uh, very uh, on top of this particular issue. I feel that the affidavit established legal credibility, and uh, and it tells the other people who are targeted individuals that you are sincerely a targeted individual and that you are a person with these set of needs, with these set of issues. And so that way we can address your needs and we can address our needs as a collective group of people. So that's why these affidavits are, are, are really my top priority as an idea that we must stress as a group. Uh, my second idea was um, or is the um, a safe house program. We need a program. We need a safe house community or safe community where we have access to land that we can use to park our vehicles on because there's many TIs who are homeless. There's many TIs who are living in their cars or just like me who are living in the woods because the targeting is so bad. So uh, one of the things I'm proposing is that we uh, purchase land collectively as a cooperative. I have a uh, safe house proposal that I have done in 2011 and uh, it states all the details of what this safe house project will be. So I uh, believe that uh, that uh, we should definitely look into that as one of the projects we can have. Uh, have uh, let me go back to the affidavit because I think we should set up an affidavit committee and each person who will be interested in, in starting with this organization will be will, will have to put together a statement of which one of us who have already done affidavits will approach them in working on their statement and be, which would be made into an affidavit. Because once you have a statement, it's almost automatic that uh, it's easier for us to work on an affidavit because we have all the details we need basically about your situation. So the only difference between a statement and affidavit is the USC codes, the United States codes. Uh, so we would have to uh, look at the different codes and see which codes fit your particular issue. And so that's pretty much all we need to do. And then once that is finalized, you get your uh, – your affidavit uh, uh, signed by a notary, then you uh, self-address it to uh, to the uh, congressperson and to the people who you plan to work with. So we all have it on file. So that is very important that we have an affidavit committee to be able to work with people to get their affidavits if they want to be a part of any venture involving uh uh, this organization, this new organization. Uh, the second, the third issue is um, the Safe House Project. 
Oh, no, no. The third issue is the uh, is having a type of radionics type of treatment. Have, uh, can anybody still hear me? Yes. Hello? Yes. Yes, okay. I'm here. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, we're here. We're here. Hi, Lisa. Lisa just saying, God bless. Hi. Chris, yeah, I just want to emphasize, I was talking on a muted phone. So you're saying the affidavit is for purposes of intakes, like to develop right. uh, an intake form. And the real issue with the affidavit is that it would be signed on the penalty of law. So that minimizes the... Uh, you know, determining whether someone's a perp or not. So let's say someone turns out to be a perp. Technically, they can be prosecuted because they filled out an affidavit and we have documented that they came to us under false pretenses. Am I correct? Right. I mean, I mean, it's possible we might not really pursue that, but at least we have the option of pursuing it if we need to. Of holding someone accountable, like, to criminal charges, for coming to the organization under false pretenses, right? Without the exactly. affidavit, you can't prove anything. They can make a fool of the whole organization, right? Okay. Right. But, you know, of course, there's going to be a membership committee, and, you know, people are going to, you know, be analyzed or if their membership is valued to the organization. And so, you know, with a simple, you know, removal on a vote of members, they could be removed. So, you know, because once you get into the legal process of of filing petitions or whatever against people, then you have to go through a whole court procedure, and then that's going to involve a lot of paperwork. So basically, I would just say, basically, you develop a membership committee to address those issues. If you feel like somebody's a perpetrator, then you have a membership committee to address that. But yeah, the affidavit is so that we have something. We have, we have two things. We have, a, we have the accountability issue, which is beneficial to you. But we also have information about you that is sustaining. We know who you are. We know what your issues are, and we know, and then so, and therefore, we know how to address your issues better. But if we don't have anything, I mean, how can we address you? So, right. Have, okay. then, so after so in other words, they have to come to basis. us with some type of paperwork. In, in right. other words, they have to come to and us. We will work right. with people. I, I feel like we could work with people to, to develop this affidavit. We first have to have a statement. If they put together a two-page statement, we can then do this affidavit. But they have to furnish a statement first. Now, I have the information on my I know you did the affidavit stuff, and and that information I still use to furnish future affidavits. That's good information. But a person needs to do a statement before they can even get to the point where they do an affidavit because the affidavit is a little bit more involved than Exactly. And in fact, I, 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 I Once you get your statement, it's easy. It's, uh, you're at the second step of just right. being able to do the affidavit. It's simple at, at that point. There's certain things that need right. to be Right, but you yeah. can't, right, you really can't do an affidavit, statement of fact, much more lawsuit if a person don't come to you with something in writing. Right. I determined that in a situation I had. I was like, you know, I found myself not being able to move on a situation, 
and then it dawns on me, girl, you ain't got nothing to work with, you know. You So, yes, to avoid any type of problems, you have to come to the organization with at least some type of document stating, you know, what exactly has occurred to you, some type of statement of fact, and we can possibly turn that into an affidavit or a legal analysis, you know, whatever the needs assessment at that particular time is, you know. Yes. And no more than 10 pages. We don't want a person's life history. We just want some general information when you're targeting started or how long you've been targeted, who you think is, who you think is targeting you, what type of assistance you. Uh, just so you could probably sit on the committee to develop that form, let's develop a form, intake form. Right, right. Yeah, I mean the affidavit is, is the intake for it's the intake. Yeah, I mean it's it's part of the intake process. But uh, so we'll call it an intake affidavit. Yeah, the affidavit is one affidavit. Right. But the I, other I, aspect of it is mm-hmm. the is that you follow a set of guidelines. You must not do this. You, I mean, it's just like robbing rules of order. You have a set of guidelines you must follow. That's part of the intake process. Well, no, no, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not recruiting people to be a member in this. No, this, this, this is stuff that we, we're gonna do. We're, we're, we're looking at just helping people. So we're, we're not giving. No, that's in house. All that Robert rules, and this uh, and that. Yeah, yeah, but no, we're, we're trying and, to help people. We're not trying to put them in. They're not becoming committee members. They are not. They are literally coming to us as crime victims, and we are developing a program to address, um, you know, uh, crimes that have, you know, that are not being invisible crimes. Let me just say, we're, oh, okay. we're creating. So, a- but I think what we we need to, um, uh, you know, kind of touch base on is what needs to be done A to Z. You know, we may not can cover everything tonight, but we know that we need to do an affidavit. Um, but what else are we going to be doing um, at this headquarters? What is our function? What are we going to be doing? Right, but but that's, um, that's kind of in-house. We ask people to come together to bring uh, ideas on what, how can we develop, you know, all of that, that other, that stuff we got to do, Elizabeth. Well, we when, just we, want when the get... affidavits are written, where are they going? The yeah. affidavits are going yeah. to be create public record in that location, in that building for a start, and then okay. we can refer them out. We can refer them out. But for the most part, the purpose of having the building is to have a storage place of the affidavit. I do believe we have to have a team that I have that on my uh, on my website. You can put the affidavits in the computer on the website in a server somewhere, and people could attain this affidavit or anybody who they give the link to could attain the affidavit. It doesn't have to be a paperwork document. It could be something that you scan through the computer and then it's as a file. Right. Well, it's going to serve many purposes. Let's say somebody ends up, you know, dead, 
you know, we want to be able to pull that affidavit. They came to us for help, you know. Um, this this is what they this is what they said were going on, and then we want to show. Look, we referred this thing. You you, it's not you just referring it by yourself. You have an organization. This organization referred this to the Dallas Police Department, the Dallas Crime Victim Office. You know, we want to create record of, uh, you know, organized record of, you know, where did we go to to try and help people. Right. Yeah. I, I, okay. I, I, think, mm-hmm. I think I I I know what what kind of organization you're doing more like a service organization to the community. I was thinking of more of an activist or an organization where the people of that community are working towards goals to accomplish. Now, one of the ideas I have that I failed to mention is that when you have a safe house, when you have a safe house and you have a group of collected people, which I would refer to them as activists at that point, we can then contact legislators and do, you know, legislative, uh, uh, you know, work to try to get our issues out there. And that's where the affidavits come in. So that's why this Hayes House Project, I talked about this about almost So, so yeah, so so that's a great suggestion. Um, yeah. That could be part of the headquarters. The headquarters, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the, the small house, the safe, the safe house, and I, I just say safe house because that's, that's what everybody could relate to. They don't even have to have a house on the property. You could just basically park your RVs and cars on the property, and we could have land where people can all can network. I mean, with with a four, like maybe ten solar panels, panels, and uh, a place where we could put tents up, where we could have uh, water when it rains. We can have buckets of water where we drink from. I mean, we're gonna have to start doing things a plain way. Like I'm doing now. I'm living right now. I'm not living under a sink or a bath, a toilet or a bathtub. I I wash with buckets. I have buckets out here. I have uh, a tub where the water drains off at, and I have drinking water, and uh, I buy my food. I, I use the shopping. I do everything basic here. You don't have to have a whole lot of money to get things going. You can do things. Basically, like with very little money, but uh, yes, you can. That's true. Yeah, you can. And people who have uh-huh. been homeless and living on the street knows this. See, I have been homeless numerous of times in my life, and I've learned how to really survive being homeless. You can mm-hmm. really take some money being homeless and living outside. So mm-hmm. you know, I. So one idea was to be able to have a safe house project, which would probably be land, where we have maybe four acres of land where we can organize that, where we can do things that, where we can have an affidavit, where we can do phone calls, where we can do different things, different organizing things. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, another thing was the radionics because, I don't know if you looked up the term radionics, but radionics is like a healing. It's like distant healing. It's a uh, technique that uh, people are using to heal themselves, to heal their bodies. And uh, the uh, perpetrators use radionics to damage our bodies. That's one of the techniques they use. But we can use the action to heal our bodies. And mm-hmm. so, so, how do you smell that? 
Radion. It's R-A-D-I-O-N-I-C-S. Okay. And and give me your website again. I have um, Girl Sponsored Stalking. Yes. Dot, dot what? Dot info. Because this is okay. an information site. I'm not an organization. I'm not a company. So there's no C-O-M or O-R-G on there. Right. So I put info because it's information about my situation and about other T.I. situations. Mm-hmm. So that's, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I, so uh, a safe house. So you're suggesting um, for the TI headquarters a safe house. Um, a headquarters. I don't even use that word headquarters. Well, no, we but need a headquarters. Have a TI house, and then you can have a, a headquarters because the TI house is going to be in a wood somewhere. It's going to be somewhere well, land. Well, that's. Cheap. Mm-hmm. And okay. not everybody is going to be not want uh, will not want to live or be on that property. This property is specifically for TIs who might be homeless. They might have a car. They might want to come by, stay there for like a few days, a week, or whatever. But it's not going mm-hmm. to be a headquarters. I mean, it could be a brief headquarters for a short period. But you know, I would assume I would assume a headquarters would be an office in like a city or a town. This is not going to mm-hmm. be in a town. It's going to be on the countryside. Okay, that's your vision. Yeah. Okay. So I, I I'm not going to even use the word headquarters. Okay. And we don't have to have just one safe house program. We can have. Well, we got you. Just got to start with one. We can have one on the east coast. We can have one maybe in New York or one in Washington State, another one maybe in North Carolina, another one maybe in Arizona. So we could have as many safe house programs that are pe- that people are willing to support and fund themselves. You know, the safe okay. house project is based on a cooperative idea more and less than a nonprofit idea because nonprofit grant funding stuff, that takes a lot. A time to accomplish. All depends on how your paperwork is. Is it appealing? Is the mission of the organization a solid, um, you know, solid program? Is it a program that's needed? Uh, the person who's considering donating, do they feel this program is needed? You know, so it, a whole lot goes into fundraising. Really, it does. Um, but okay, so. What you're sharing is that um, to open a safe to open a safe house in the country, you're sharing uh, to do affidavit. Um, so I, you know, maybe I don't have the big picture, which I don't, which is why, you know, I'm asking questions. You know, in the midst of um, trying to put a program together. You know, I'm trying to see what is the total objective. The total objective is to get the crimes to stop, but what are the ways and means of doing that? You know, and I, I'm thinking, um, you know, we need to kind of figure out what would be the best route. One thing I've been thinking about is that running some TV ads and possibly some Internet ads asking, are you a targeted individual? Are you being stalked and harassed? 
um, like when the commercial would flash on the TV screen, it would state domestic domestic terrorism is against the law. Are you being stalked and harassed? Um, you know, do you feel like you're being watched or something like that? I ran those TV commercials uh, back in 2007 um, and did quite well um, in generating new TIs um, who um, were experiencing, um, you know, ill things going on in their lives that they couldn't understand. And when I started running the TV commercials, I started getting calls. So that they was something. They become activists. Hmm? Did they become activists? They were, um, can I say they oh. did? No. They, not, no, but, no, yeah. no, That's no, no, they did not. Idea. No, no, but they did. They did um, work like in passing out flyers and things of the sort, but they were so and traumatized it's, it's, under my control, you know? Okay, yeah, that that is active. If they're passing out flyers, that is activism. Well, it is if, it, you know, it, it, yeah, it's a form of activism, but um, if you do it one time and then don't don't go back because you're getting voices to your head, um, you know, um, your target, your perpetrators are are manipulating your life, every aspect of your life, um, you know. So that's that's one of the things that I had to deal with. But I do think that running some TV commercials, like in the immediate near future, you know, like within two to three weeks, um, and just run some TV commercials, you know, domestic terrorism is against the law. Are you being stalked and harassed? Um, and then, you know, just a 30-second commercial or 15 seconds, something of the sort. I think they did billboards. And, Miriam, uh, are you here? Yes, darling. Yes. Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. I, I yes. thought those were great ideas. Of, what did you just uh, say? Something uh, I'm going to was, 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 go off the phone. But uh, basically. You're going to what, honey? I'm going to go off. I'm going to well, go off the phone. Why? Oh, because uh, I thought we were uh, about finished. No, we have more people on the line that we want to hear from, Chris. Oh. But I thought, I thought you, you know, I'm going to summarize that. You said you recommended. You, you, just, you, you know, you, you know we, this is a brainstorming, so, you know, we, yeah. we're just forming, you know, this is like our first meeting. We don't even, you know, we just... You recommended an intake via affidavit. You recommended membership committee regarding possible perps. You re- recommended a committee to develop an intake affidavit. You recommended a safe house project included, whether that's, you know, a part of this or, you know, you recommended a radio, radio, radionics, you recommended a TI. Uh, Right. Okay. Very good, Chris. You gave some great feedback. So go ahead now. What else? Go ahead. You were going to close out and say. Adam mentioned the TV ads and stuff she wanted to, thought that would be something that she Okay, that was sure. Elizabeth. Okay, Elizabeth, right. Her agenda, she said she wanted an agenda for closure of the crimes, getting a building, 
testing, and also, you're right, she said the TV ads. Right. TV ads, I thought that was awesome. Um, TV ads uh, uh, asking uh, about regarding domestic terrorism, right, Elizabeth? Yes. Right. You know, and you know. Mhm. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. I'm. I, no, I, I go ahead, Chris. No, no, no. Just go in here. I'm sorry. No, I want to hear what you have to say. We're here to, you know, to really listen and, you know, you know, I, you know, and go ahead, Chris. Oh, it's, it's, I want to hear Elizabeth because she was saying something and I unfortunately uh, cut her off. No, I think that was the other way around. I, um, I was just trying to share that, you know, I think that we need to bring more people um, more TIs to find out, you know, right now I'm looking at about 1,500, and I know it's more than that. It's way more than that. Um, but um, I'm talking here in the state, we just need to find um, find out how many more people there are in, uh, I'm going to pick, say, three metropolitan areas and, um, you know, run some ads, get some feedback, you know, maybe pull a meeting or two together um, uh, because, you know, there's power in numbers. Um, And at the same token, still be working on the uh, TI um, headquarters. So, um, you know, uh, that can all be done. The TV commercials, I mean, I can have, to be literally honest with you, uh, with the both of you, all of you, I can have the TV ads up and running within three days from today. I mean, as soon as Wednesday or Thursday at the latest. But we got to establish, you know, a website that's going to coincide with the TV commercial. Um, We want people to be able that when they go on the website, on the home page, it states, you know, there is help. You know, this is um, a a conference call that's such and such a day, blah, blah, like that. Um, but getting the TV commercial up and on at maximum three days, max. You know, I can do that in, like, you know, the back of my hand. So, um, and then the motion picture, now that's going to be some serious money. I mean, we're talking like 200000 but um, it can be done. You know, people get loans on stuff like that, you know, um, and then people invest in movies. So it's and it had, the movie has to be, you um, the, what I call the the cream of the crop. You know, it has to be paramount ready. That means not a shady budget, uh, you know, a cheap budget where things is looking shady, or the quality of the film itself. We're talking a high end professional script, uh, professional locations, professional locations throughout. You know. Um, uh, referenced uh, doctors or something coming to reference the uh, storyline in the motion picture, um, you know. So, I mean, all of this can be done, and it's a different approach, you know, because the TI community has been up and running now since uh, 2006, 
and no one has really done anything that really stood out and made a difference. And it's time to really buckle down, you know, and, and just take our fingers and just get on in there. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, it's time for this madness to stop. Now, I, uh, there's another idea I wanted to throw in there because when I mentioned the Safe House Project, there was a savings plan that I attached to the Safe House Project where a person would save at least $100 a month. And then by the third year, they would have saved $3,000, where it's really $1,200 each year times three. So by the third year, they should have about thirty, what is it, $3,600. Okay. And then have several other TIs, we can times that by the amount of TIs who will be willing to purchase this land together. So it would be like a cooperative, and the control would be in the TI's hand. So each TI would be allotted some uh, parts of the land that we have purchased. So we have 10 acres, and then for each TI, there would be like, you know, they'd get like a quarter of an acre of this land because there would be like the idea to have like 30 TI's. Mm-hmm. This, and that's like, that give us more than $30,000, which would be used to purchase this 10-acre or 15-acre land. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, we could, we could uh, start developing programs once we establish ourselves. And, you know, it's going to take time to get to a point where we establish ourselves. But one of the, one of the, one of the issues that a lot of TIs have is the fact that they are dealing with the targeting severely. And because we have that means that we can move around a lot better and we could have a more watchful eye on what goes on around us because there's a big space around us. We're not, you know, in a city. We're not in an apartment or a house or whatever where you're behind closed walls. You know, so you have a certain level of control that you wouldn't have if you was in a house or a multiple dwelling apartment building. So that's that's the uh, that's what I was stressing that we could do and what we what we could do to achieve that goal. You know, it's something that would take time, but it could happen. You know, and yeah. You know, and we wouldn't now, have now, see, to. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it, it's something that should happen. I mean, so it, we wouldn't have to rely on government resources. We can use our own resources to be able to accomplish what it is that we need to accomplish because, you know, let's be frank, the government is the one that's doing this to us. They have developed these systems over time to be able to do the kind of things that they do. And so I'm not so gone whole about jumping on the nonprofit 501c3 bandwagon. Since under the 501c3 bandwagon, you only you're limited. You know I mean you you susceptible to 
you know, those governing rules. You know, yeah, you have, but but uh, we don't. I'm not uh, looking for. Uh, um, mm-hmm. You have. I don't depend on the government to take care of us. That is totally not where I'm at. Right. You might not depend on the government specifically, but on a firearm safety charter, you would have to depend on the government to a large degree. I mean, there's stipulations involved on the 501c3 that you must follow. And there's certain things that we as a group might need to do that we can't do under that particular charter. So we have to be mindful of what it is that is that we have to deal with when we're under 501c3. Um, so, okay. Yeah. You know, we have to be mindful of that. And right. so we come up with other ideas. As We we don't only have one idea on, on what type of organization we want to be, but we have most. We could become a cooperative, and I mentioned this in my proposal. We could become a cooperative. We could become a nonprofit. We could even become a business, like a... Uh, like an LLC, sells, uh, provide products and services, and then use that money to fund other projects. So we can use the business as a funding agency for a nonprofit. So the, so the business becomes the funding agency for the nonprofit. And a nonprofit could be a 501c4. It could be a membership organization where people are in control of every aspect of that organization. And that gives the members more control over a nonprofit where it's a boardship, where you have boards that run the organization. So, you know, it's the only thing with the 501c4 is that um, corporate donations are not tax deductible. Okay. Okay. To my understanding, that's why right. people generally go with a 501c3. Um, I don't know, but I'm calling the IRS in the morning anyway because I'm going to check into a couple things. I'm gonna, I'll am check into the 501c4. I like the idea of the cooperative because that gives the control to the people. Right. Now, what was your concern, Chris? Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm just need clarification. With the 501c3, we're limited in terms of lobbying and with the fact that you can't lobby, the fact that you can't do certain types of activists or activities. Oh, they changed that this year. That was changed this year. Oh, that was Donald changed? Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump signed what? into law that uh, religious organizations and nonprofit organizations um, no longer are limited to uh, freedom of speech regarding political um, issues and events. Oh, okay. I like to look at that. Yeah, he he signed that into law when he first um, became president. Oh, okay. um, Yeah, you can look it up. Um, Uh. Just just do a Google uh, a, a Google search, Donald Trump, um, 501c3, relieves religious organizations, something but like that. religious organizations always. Uh-huh. 
we're not going as a religious organization. No, 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 no. But it's under the 501c3 program. Oh, okay. If you read it, you'll see what it's saying. Just check it out. I'll, I'll, I'll try to find out some information about it because I'm still thinking 1990s with the nonprofit. It's been so long since I've done I had I wrote my own bylaws and everything. I was, you know, very much involved in uh, writing all my paperwork. This is 1990. 1990 was very hard for putting together paperwork. It took a long time. There was a massive uh, paper uh, paper load that you had to do, and uh, you know, it wasn't an easy process. I had to use a lawyer and everything. Now today, you could do it practically by yourself, I believe. Uh huh. So, you know, but I think I think um, uh, yes. Uh, okay, I just wanted to um, I want to come back to that, and uh, I think Chris, you have some great ideas, so we definitely want to talk a little closer with you. Uh, but Chris, can we come back? Let me just get um, we have a few more people here: Andrea, okay. Lisa. Welcome. Chris, I'm coming back to you because I, I think you're going to be more than a uh, volunteer. You you really have some great stuff going there. But yes, I can finish. Yes, he does. So I, I, I'd like to make an offer to you probably. We'll see, uh, Chris. Let me just, Andrea? Yes? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I asked you for three recommendations in terms of how do you feel we can help the TI community? Lay it on me, please. Um, well, I think from listening to what everybody said, everybody's got some great suggestions. There was another call last week on Ella's show, and uh, people were not even close to this advanced as in terms of thinking about this this issue. Um, I, I think that um, my feedback would be that there's short-term things we can do and there's long-term things we can do. And I think it's important to think about that because um, we are coming into a reset of the monetary uh, situation and economics in our, in our world. And so um, things could drastically change. And this, this program may be specifically for that change and we don't know that yet. It may end at that point. We don't know. So if we go putting our efforts into long-term things before the short-term things, I think we'll be waste, we could be wasting our time. So I think t- coming up with a list of short-term things would be important. I think a website would be really important to do a solid, secure website. And there's some different technologies that I know of that can help do that. You could have both the for-profit and non-profit in one site. You could also have a login for the people who are members that are actually targeted individuals. You could have um, areas for doing the, you could have a law center that would be one link at the top that would contain the affidavit, an affidavit form that you fill out and it makes an automatic affidavit. You could put all your other legal things that you're going to help with inside of that section. Um, You could have a section for uh, people that are selling, you know, um, cleansing uh, um, supplements and things for people 
that are going through this that need help to clean themselves up. Um, you could have a, a link for the technologies that could help with videos of people using them and telling how to use them and, you know, like sending off for the CD that that fellow has that um, makes noise so it blocks out the, the frequencies in the V2K. Um, you could you could do um, you could do your scheduling. There's some apps out there. I know a guy that does all these apps. He puts these apps together and creates an entire business for people, and it's based on a variety whatever their their needs are to customize their set of apps to make their business. So um, that's an interesting thing to do. You know to have your whole entire thing automated so that you don't spend time working on this. I also think it makes it virtual so you don't have to have a location and pay money for a location anywhere. Um, in terms of the, the um, having a place with land and, and, um, and housing there, I do know that we discussed that issue with Derek at one point, and um, I think they're doing one in L.A. right now. But I also had researched some of that on my own beforehand, and I came up with a group out of California that um, teaches how to do super adobe, and you can make yourself a really nice house for about $200. And you could also line it with this... Um, this copper shielding that's called Cup Protect. And Cup Protect is a, um, a company out of California as well. And you could line the inside of the, the dome structure and it would protect you from frequencies to some extent. I don't know how well it does, but they are using it for lining and covering um, um, nuclear power plants. So and apparently it's uh, it's it's pretty affordable. I mean, if your house only costs you two hundred dollars, your land costs you a thousand dollars, and your cupotech costs you a thousand dollars, it's not that much altogether. I think you could also do a GoFundMe site and several other um, you know types of self-funding sites that would be helpful. That would be a short-term project to get just to get, that would be like the first thing to get up and running. I think the TV ads are a terrific idea because really we all live in this space of sort of alternative on the web and we know where to go, but other people don't. The majority of the world lives on the TV and they will see the ads where they'll never see it on the internet. So I think that's a really terrific idea because of the target audience. Um, you know, I think you could also have a scanning, if we could contract somebody to do the Melinda Kidder types of scans somewhere that would, that would dedicate themselves to doing that and or, you know, would make a business out of that like Melinda Kidder has, that would be super helpful. I think that would also be something to work for in a legal precedent to force the people in a lawsuit to um, 
to mandate that we get scans, that the government sets up a scanning facility for us, specifically to scan people so that we can have proof in our lawsuits. Because really, it should be a government-funded deal because it's so expensive. And because the government's doing it to us, we should have them paying. I mean, we pay the taxes for that. That should be a service that they should be providing for our health care. So that should be part of a, somehow part of a Medicaid or something that you, if you need to, you can go get a brain scan and see if you got a BCI which I, I think I do. So I, I, I'd really like to get that scan, but $1,800 is a lot of money for me. And, you know, some of the scavenger stuff is really expensive too. And the whole thing that goes on there, those guys are profiting a great deal. And if we could take that in-house, we could, it could be cheaper. I also know there's somebody who's done a film already out of Boston, I think, and um, I think old Damagard was Ole Damagard was part of that, or may know about it. He did. I think didn't he do the um, conference on covert harassment in Europe? Um, I don't recall that. I mean, you. Mm, I'm not I sure. I think it was. I think it was old Damagard, and if it wasn't him. I think that still that website is still out there, and we could go back there and look at that. In terms of legal, also there's Cheryl Welsh, who did enormous amounts of work for years, and she's now become a lawyer. And she might be somebody to help advise on how to set things up and what to do. She's um, only it's only like thirty minutes away from where I'm at today. Yeah, so she Ooh, would be awesome. I know she. I know she's kind of cut people off and not done it anymore, but I think in a special case scenario where she could make a real difference, she might be willing to to reach out and help. I think well, exactly. also, I never heard of her. Who is she? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh my God, she's incredible. She's big time, big time, incredible. I met her, um, but the TI community was so worn out with my control programming, basically they ran her off, <laughs> okay? And that's basically oh what God. happened. Yeah, it, it was... Um, that's horrible. You know, she she was definitely a go-getter. She had a website. And I think her website is still up. I think it was... Yeah. Uh, oh, God, mind something. Mind, mind something dot org. Um, and... Yeah, but mind she, justice. she's like 20 minutes from here. You know, a half hour at the most. Yeah, it's mindjustice.org. Not a problem, you know, to get in touch with her. But would she be willing to do anything? Um, I, I I, think I could probably get her to do something, you know, but what, I don't know. You know, we have to first, you know, put together an agenda, uh, as you were saying, uh, short-term goals and long-term goals. I think that was fabulous. Um and, you know, I think that once we put that together, then we can work toward reaching out uh, to those in position. Yeah. Her, her website is mindjustice.org. And that's, oh, another, okay. that's another thing that would be good for the website is to have one section on, on all the publications like the Ted Gunderson affidavit and Cheryl Walsh's. She's got a terrific 
um, piece she did for Torture Magazine out of Asia in, um, I think it was 2013. And it's, 20, it's a 26-page article that lays out the entire program and what TIs have trouble with. It's very good. The other thing is that we, nobody seems to have or is willing to share is a, a comprehensive list of TIs around the world, where they live, how old are they, how long have they been in the program, and you know, just who are we so that we could begin to make, just like the Phoenix program and what they're doing to us, we could return it back to them by by segmenting everybody into states and saying, okay, these are the people in each state, and would you please connect with your people in your state or near your state, and, you know, let's start to try to have a day, a month that we hand out flyers or we hand out cards or some some kind of action that we all sort of do on you know, the second Tuesday of the month, every, but every TI in the United States goes out and tries to, to hand out 10, 10 flyers at least, you know. And that way, we would be starting to get into communities and it would be, it would be nationwide all at once. So I think that's another thing. And then one other suggestion I had is when we do our next conference, we could leverage the people that spend the money to come to the conference by spending one day at the conference going to see legislators. So if we had it in D.C., we could all, you know, walk down to the to the White House or to the to the Congress and and meet the people and 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 or stand out with signs and stuff. And you know that would be a good showing, and it might be a good way to. I mean, at least we could leverage our the cost of our of our tickets and everything to get out there because it's expensive and you know it's nice to organize, but we need the world to see us too. So that's it. Wow. That's great, Angelica. Mm-hmm. Angelica, I mean, not, oh my, Andrea, you were awesome, and I'm so glad I taped this because. I'm yeah. I'm so glad too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Between yeah, her and, and I, Chris. I, oh wow. Yeah. 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 Lisa, come on, Lisa. Thank you again. We really appreciate your time and everything, Lisa, darling. Come on, lay it on us. Delisa. Oh yeah, I'm here. All right, baby. We asked you to come with some ideas. Give us three, darling. What would you do? Um, I would to start help? taking this to the criminal court uh, um, in Sweden because, like, the government's doing the, the international. Crime. Is that the international court? You mean? Yeah, because somebody said um, the government's doing the crime, so take it outside of the government. Uh, first of all. I don't think um, they would have jurisdiction or authority to correct U.S. Yes, government. Yes, they do. Yes, they do, because this government's um, committing human rights abuses. Uh, and, okay, um, under the human right, International Human Rights Convention. You're right, you're right. Yeah, and um, that one lady, this one lady wrote, um, stated that um, Trump wrote an executive order about this and that people need to... Um, start, uh, I'm 
I'm going to say if I can find that. People need to start um, addressing that. You mean the executive order? Uh, you speaking of the executive yeah. order? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, don't, you don't have to find it, Lisa. Go ahead and articulate, because we saw that. You mean the human rights one you sent me? Uh, no, yeah, yeah, but this woman, she had a video. This black woman had a video on it and how they used it. Also, oh, really? Yeah, um, besides that, I don't know, because this stuff is, um, it's just getting out of control. It's really ridiculous. Um, I think people should do whatever they feel like they can do to get out of it. Um, I'm I'm pretty much discouraged because it's just that I've got to deal with some disgusting racist dealing with me, you know, and my mom was murdered and I'm just I'm just so disgusted with this. I'm shocked. So, you know, it's just think everybody should just do whatever they feel like they can. It's a it's a horrible, horrible program. Let me see if I can find that. Um uh, do you have your computer? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, let me see. Okay, let me see if I can find it on YouTube. So basically, let me ask you: What are you uh, recommending that her video said? What What do you say? Her video aligned the human rights executive order with what? Was legitimizing this crap that is happening. I mean, it's obviously happening. They're just, what's going on is that these people are so greedy. They hire anybody with hands to um, handle that equipment. So you have some sleazeball people involved. And um, it's obvious that it's going on for financial reasons, military reasons. Um, vendetta reasons, and so it's a program that's out of control. Um, so basically, she was saying that you know, once reporting that, if that's what you're going to do, bring some proof with you and documentation. But mm. I don't know, like this is a targeted individual. What would you say is documentation and proof of electronic uh, invisible crime, rather? It's not an invisible crime. They poison your food. You can do blood tests. They stalk you. They do V2K. It's just whatever you feel like you need to do. And if you know names, name those people up and down the street because they're sleazeballs. It's not an invisible crime. When somebody's high beaming you, that's very obvious, you know. Um, let me see. Um, I think they are classified as invisible crimes because um, that's how many people uh, even get dis- disability social security. Uh, under that yeah, law. They're probably getting it under the fact that they feel like these people are crazy. So then you have to wonder if that's um, slandering your name, 
you know, you just have to be careful because these people are in it for a long run. I mean, some of them let people go, but most of them are sleazeball parasites who want to just stick with you until they can move slime onto your child, your offspring, like what I'm dealing with. So, um, you know, if you're going to go that route, just know that um, there might be um, repercussions. Well, let's, let's, let's deal with, right, you're right. Let's stick to calling it domestic terrorism. Yes, people are, are they're doing, they're torturing you. It's feeding you, um, giving you high doses. And I noticed that um, I'm getting high doses of frequencies pushed in my ears, just just these racist fucking pieces of trash. Um, Lisa, let's see. Other, other people are getting other people are getting um, high dosages. So you know, this is torture, um, murder, um, harassment. They steal your live stocking, and and nobody's dealing with it because everybody's getting paid. Everybody's getting paid, and then all of a sudden you so, have So, Lisa, what is your recommendation? Recovery. All right, as a TI, what is your recommendation? We cannot just sit in the uh, in the pity pot. What is your recommendation to to to, to do something to make a difference? I think you should do whatever you can do because this is some sick, bottom-of-the-line crap. Okay, when you say do whatever you can do, what do you mean? Letter-writing campaigns? What are you you willing to do? Write, letter-write, write write senators, write um, write the uh, International Criminal Court. Right. And then, um, and document. You know, okay. with, with one thing we haven't done, now, Delisa, you and I both know, this is Elizabeth, you and I both know, because um, we worked on this uh, collectively as a group um, back in 2006 and 2007. We sent letters to every senator, every congressional member in the United States, Okay. But now one thing we haven't done is we have not sent any information to court judges. That's something we haven't done to to superior or, I mean, superior court judges. Not that I don't don't even know if they could do anything, but something should be able to be done. I don't know. Like I said, this is a major conspiracy. Uh, this falls under so much um, genocide, population control, experimentation. I mean, this program is terrible. So yeah, but we got to find solutions. You know, we we got to come up with some ideas. What do you suggest, short term? or long-term that we can begin now to to do something to shorten this program, to shorten it, stop it, et cetera? What, what ideas do you have 
then we can start working on this collectively. I think we should all get together and probably try to sue. But see, nobody wants to do that. I think we should oh, write. Wait a sue, but sue who? The government. Okay, what agency of the government? Um, you can sue everybody, DOJ, Air Force Base. No, we have to be able to prove that they committed a crime. Yeah, that's all on the internet. It's already there. See, as long as they, as long as they can keep denying it, and then keep doing it, and then keep denying it, that's why you know I'm kind of, um, I don't really have any ideas towards it because I'm, I'm discouraged. This is just an, um, an arms race. That's just taking victims that they feel like are disposable and that they can um, screw over. So I don't know. You know, I'm just I'm trying to deal with it myself because of what they're trying to do with me and in me. So um, I think people should um, try to sue like that one group is trying to sue. There was a group in Canada that sued. I think they should write. And I think you should um, do whatever you feel like you can to get out of it. Because this is a, a horrific, damnational program that if you're in it, it's just, you're, you're just damned. I mean, just, that's just the way I am. That's the mindset I'm in. I just, I'm so sick of this. I've been in it for 30 years, 20 years. You know, I'm just so sick of these people. Okay, thank you, Lisa, for sharing. Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Lisa. You're having such a hard time. It sounds really, really sad and hard. And I know it gets really uh, discouraging. So try to take good care of yourself. That's the least you can do, you know. Make sure you get enough oh, sleep. Thank you. Drink lots of orange thank juice. You. Yeah. Uh, what is your name? Andrea. Oh, thank you so much, Andrea, for saying that. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Try to take good care. You too. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, All right. Well, it's almost 12 o'clock. We're going to um, um, uh, close close out somewhat. Um, I want to go back to final comments. Andrea, Chris, Elizabeth, and then we'll close out. Any final comments? Uh, We're going to penetrate on this tape recording, and um, we will come up with another meeting, and we'll have an agenda. And we we truly thank you for your time because, you know, it takes volunteers to, you know, get things done, you know. And we're all volunteers at this point. So we truly appreciate you. We want you to understand that. And we will have another meeting, and um, we hear the pain from, um, you know, the voices. We're all feeling it. We're not just hearing it, you know, but we have to find a way to rise above it. Um, Slavery was a horrific thing in America. That stuff went on for many, many years, but it took some brave people to come together and, you know, fight that demon. And that is what we have to do. This is like modernized slavery. And, you know. You're right about that. 
Yeah. God gave us uh, a chance to see that, you know, it was beat down before. It can be beat down again. If we think that this is a big storm to go through, can you imagine what the slaves thought? They were like, oh, my God, this is state by state. We'll never get out of this. We'll never, we'll, you know. So that's why we have to stay prayed up because you can, when you're in this type of stuff, you have to walk by spiritual faith. Because if you look at things in the earthly realm, you will say, "Ain't no way this ain't gonna ever stop." You know, you have to you have to be God guided spiritually, because in the earthly realm, you know, you're gonna say, "If it, it, you know this can never, this is a war that can't be won," and that's not how you know when you serve the God of miracles, uh, you know that things can turn around. So don't let what you see today blind your future and make you think that this is going to be like this forever. No, if, 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 if that was the case, slavery would still exist right now. Yes, lives were, lives were lost, just like T.I.'s, lives were lost. But sometimes God does allow evil on the ben- for the benefit of humanity. And if you really study this program, you can see that God is moving on the benefit of humanity. These are issues that once resolved will benefit humanity. This is beyond my family, your family, the next family. These are issues that need to be addressed. So just take your stand like a soldier in the army of the Lord. And walk by, don't walk by sight, but walk by the light of the Most High God. Walk by faith. You have no choice. If you don't walk by faith, you have fallen into the pit that they want you in. And then I think they'll just do a tap dance on you. They'll be like, oh, we got them, we got them right where we want them. So, you you know, just try to continue. It's a hard walk. Finances they took away, they're hurting this problem, you know, kill this one, kill that. I mean, you know, if you don't walk by faith, there's no other way to walk. And give God honor and praise every day that you're still in the land of the living and thanking God that you have one more day to live out the destiny that he created you for and not the destiny that you chose over your life. And I think if you stand, you know, stand under, you know, God's destiny, you know, you will see, you will see the coming days, you know, okay? Uh, Chris, give a final comment. Um, Andrea, next final comment. And then um, Elizabeth will close us out. Go ahead. Um, yes. Can you Chris? hear me? Yes. Can yeah. you hear me? Yes. Yes, uh, yeah, yes. I just basically say, uh, you know, we need to, we need to, um, hopefully next time we'll have a bigger group of people who can also give their ideas on what, could happen, and uh, and uh, basically, uh, I'm gonna leave it like that. Have a good night. Okay. Uh, um, Thanks, Chris. Andrea. Hold on, Chris. Don't oh, just leave me. Chris is oh, still I, up. I, I I'm trying to, to stay my minutes. Chris, my minutes are, Yeah. All right. Go ahead, That's Chris. Okay. Come on to pray, but I want you to come back for prayer, Chris. Uh, I, I'm going. I'm tired. My my head. I don't. I, and my phone. I don't like keeping my phone on a lot because of my targeting. Hang up, Chris, and come back for prayer. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Go ahead, um, okay. Andrea. Now.
Okay, no bye, fun. Chris. Uh, you know, I I would say that um, um, you know, as you go along and figure out what what groups are going to be needed to pull these things off, it would be nice to have a list of the types or the kinds of positions that you need within those groups. So, you know, um, have people be able to sign up for volunteering to help on whatever groups, because I've tried to volunteer in other groups and, you know, they say they want volunteers, but then there's nowhere to volunteer and you try to email people and it gets lost and nobody gets back to me. So I, I, I I like it when there's actually some information about what do you need and then who do you contact to get signed up so that you get to actually start working on something. And then the last thing is that more than anything else, we just really need to unite and get to know where everybody is at. That would be huge. If I could just know who's in Colorado, which is where I'm at, it would be just so helpful and the people that are in Utah, so that if I ever have trouble, you know, um, or they have trouble, they can call me and and come over. I mean, because I've driven all the way out to New York City and back. Andrea, I think there is a list. Elizabeth, where's that list? Remember that list? Um, That list was on the Freedom from Covert Harassment website when Derek Robinson was the director. I don't know if it's still there um, now. I don't know. But, I mean, you know, I don't want to depend on the success of this program um, for TIs who are currently um, networking with other groups or whatever. I don't want to depend on them. Um, there are so many people who are victimized um, that know something is wrong in their life, but they don't know what. And I think in reaching out to them is is a better route, even though they'll be traumatized, but to know that they've got some support and some help, you know, I think that they would be. I think I I see what you're saying. You're saying um, a, a major component of this program needs to focus on finding, helping the new TIs as opposed to, joining forces with the uh, TIs that are doing something already. Is that what you're saying? It's correct because the ones that are, this program been around for 11 years as far as the the TI community has been around 11 years, and they haven't gotten anywhere, nowhere. I mean, I see no, I mean, you see some success, but it's so minimal, you know. We're still suffering. So why we want to still work with the same people? Well, I'm just saying, what I'm just saying is that, you know, people keep saying, oh, there's millions of people in this program worldwide. Well, you know, so far it looks to me like there's not millions of people. It looks like, you know, the targeted justice site has only got 200 people to sign up for the lawsuit. So it's like, come on now, if there's really that many people, let's find out who they are and where they are so that we have this information. The CIA has it. Why can't we have it? Because I think it would help build our base. We could query them for funds. We could query them for support. We could 
political support. I mean, I think that the numbers, if they're really that big, if there really are millions of people, if we had those kinds of, of, of that information of a person's name and their email address, that would be hugely helpful because if we were trying to raise money for something, we could send out a million emails and we might just get back a thousand and that would be hugely helpful. So I think that having that list is, nobody seems to have done that yet and it, and I just think it would be incredibly helpful. It would be helpful to go to Congress with it, you know, because then we'd have the real, it wouldn't just be... Andrea, did you look on freedom from covert harassment? They do have a list of targets by state. Um, freedom from covert harassment. Well, those guys are the. Um, are you? Are you? Who's? Who's the head of that one? Is that Derek? Derek. I think. Robinson. No, yeah. Derek was the CEO, but he's not anymore. I well, think it's Darlene Miles. I'm just saying that that if if you're going to be the organization to deal with TIs and a TI organization, oh, at some point that, that we right okay okay I at some point you're some organization needs to have this is the the most basic information a TI organization needs to have to really operate and and g- gain funds and be legitimate is to know all of the TIs out there so that we have some power first day first day. You know, Okay, I'm not saying we're going to do anything with it necessarily. It's okay. just that we need I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, that's all. I appreciate that. Okay, yeah. thank you very much. Now I understand. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. I thought you would. Okay, thank you. Okay, okay. And um, I appreciate too what um, Elizabeth said in terms of um, you're right. It's, it's making sure a major priority is finding the new TIs, you know, before they, you know, because really if you don't know about these types of programs, um, the possibility of committing suicide is very high. Yeah, it is. You know, mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah. And then that's what Elizabeth is saying. We've got to make sure a, a priority in our program is uh, helping people identify themselves and then showing them the support system. You know, if, well, if we, that's something we have to look at. If you're a new TI, how can you come to our website, to our our location, and really feel like, oh, God, thank God. And, you know, because that's what happened with me. I met Elizabeth when I was brand new in this. And it, just seeing her website with the police stalking, with the defraud inoculations, with the electromagnetic weapons. That was like such peace to me. I was like, oh, my God, I never met this woman, and she's talking about everything I went through. So we want to have mm-hmm. that type of uh, website so somebody, you know, can come and say, oh, my God, I know I'm not crazy, because oh, sure. it's designed to make people think they're crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so go ahead, Elizabeth. You want to close out? Uh, I'm not good at that. <laughs> Come on, Miriam, help me out tonight. I got the okay, kids okay, standing no here. Problem. My daughter's standing here, standing over the stove. Oh, no problem, no problem. All right, to and to all the volunteers, Elisa, Andrea, um, Chris, um, those that that couldn't even be. We just, look. 
if anybody appreciates you, we appreciate you. Andrea, you was off the chain. Chris, Lisa, you were off the chain. Elizabeth, you were off the chain. And the beauty is, yes, I'm going to replay this tape and take notes. And um, we will definitely be texting you about next week's meeting. And next week's meeting, we should have a mission statement and a final determination if we're going to go 501c3, C3, C4, sole proprietor, liability, whatever the case may be. If you're interested in being on, you know, being an active member, please let Elizabeth or I know. Um, Our next meeting, we're going to, again, we'll have the mission statement. Um, While while I have you guys here, anybody want to throw any bids in for names? Well, no, we'll just do that next week. Names of a, of the think tank, names of the project. You know, you know, we'd love to get your input. Can you? That's what I'll leave everybody with tonight. Um, can you please come to the table with two or three names that you think will definitely make a donor hit that pen and say, "Oh, I'm donating to that organization." Okay. Nothing like talking to yourself. Hello. I talk to yourself, Mary. So funny, Mary. (laughs) She's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like nothing like talking to yourself. (laughs) All right, darling. Thank you. Please, Lisa, come for prayer. Andrea, come for prayer. I got twenty. Oh, not even twenty minutes. How many minutes I got? Okay, I have 20, 25 minutes to do what I got to do over here before my prayer meeting. Okay, God bless you. May you sleep with God and the angels. Uh, Be safe. And, uh, again, thank you for your time. All right? I'll talk to you guys in 20 minutes, hopefully. Okay, bye-bye. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Okay.